Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? What's up? <laughs> David claims yeah. started this session, started today's episode pre-record. I would never. Before we were on the air, David made a bold claim. <laughs> <laughs> he put a marker down and claims that he can smile without meaning anything vicious. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave Ben a nice like, yeah, yeah how you uh, doing? what's up smile? Yeah, and he's like, what, are you making fun of me? <laughs> 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 and I, wish oh. I, <laughs> I wish I could say that that's not exactly what happened, but that is <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. So I, I want to start off with a little TV news okay. this yeah. week. First of all, Rip Bob Saget. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, one of the greats. Did you watch Full House? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody did. And America's Funniest Home Videos. And America's Funniest Home Videos. And I think, I mean, I loved him, period. Like, full stop. In addition to that, what made him a little more lovable, as as you probably know, is, you know, his little dark side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, his stand-up comedy had, you know, was pretty filthy. Mm-hmm. You know, had a little edge to it. And he didn't hide it. And he didn't hide it. And, but... It, What's interesting to me is it didn't come across as gimmicky. Like somehow the guy seemed to be very sincere performing his role on Full House, a family friendly, cheesy, you know, right. all the world's problems are solved in 28 minutes type of show. And then also seemed genuinely sincere, you know, in his darker side on the comedy. I think that's because a lot of times these, uh, Comedians, well, I don't want to say they're not versatile, but they're they're very much like this is my stick, right? This is the character I am, and everything I do, I must be this character. And Bob Saget was very much like, eh, I could do both. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was confident in who who he was. Yeah, you know, and also I think sometimes people get um, scared, like this is my brand. Yeah, you know, I don't want to chip away my legacy as being you know perfect. Right. And he, I think he very much had the idea of like they can appreciate me one way or the other. Right. Interesting. I, so I want to just say for the record that watching the full watching Full House, yeah, with my girls when they were little, mm. is among the happiest memories of my life. Nice. I loved that show and I loved watching it with them. Did we? Did they release like what happened? I know they just found him. Well, I mean, now we got to make fun of my boy. Oh. <laughs> it's like I don't know how it's going to end for me. Right? Nobody does. Nobody, yeah. You know, but I hope I hope the headline is not Ben Ketchum found in a hotel room. <laughs> like that's never that's never that's never good. Yeah, I know they said no foul play or whatever. And but. they went they even went so far as to say the sheriff's deputies said there was no evidence of drug use. Yeah. So maybe it was just like a fluky thing. But he was young and tragic, you know, he, he really, yeah. you know, sixty five years old, that's way too young. Right. Um so I really feel terrible for his family and his children and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just a shame anytime it ends in a hotel room. <laughs> when you're found, because that's the other thing. Yeah. When authorities say he was found, that implies he wasn't staying, like, with anyone. It wasn't like him and his wife were on vacation. Right. You know. He was traveling. How long did it take before they noticed? Right. Yeah. So that's a, a bummer ending to an otherwise stellar <laughs> career. And then the other... Um, television thing that I wanted to mention in passing because I don't know much or care much but it is interesting Um, Tim Allen is is getting a is doing a series oh wait I screwed this up I can't remember what I just jotted down the note Tim Allen because I forgot to put it in the I know what you're talking do you know what I'm talking about fill me in finish Tim Allen is doing a series of the Santa Claus yes yes yeah Yeah. what do you think about that 
I mean, that's crazy. I like. But I'm glad that he's in it. I'm not. They're not just being like, oh, it's the Santa Claus starring right. uh, whoever. It's the next Santa, right? We're just. Uh, I feel like if I was a TV star, that's how my show would be announced. If you're like, we're doing a show about movie theaters and it's starring. What? <laughs> oh, you heard me. Who? <laughs> yeah. You'll recognize him. <laughs> You've seen him before. You've seen him. He's the guy down by the coffee shop. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. I mean, I just wanted to mention that because we love Santa Claus. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of like, okay. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. Like, I. I'm, I'm yeah. cool with it too. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Go for the gold. Okay. So. Rounding out our trifecta, I wanted to start the show with three stories of relative irrelevance. Ooh. And this one is kind of interesting. It's not at all, I'm sorry, let me back up. It's not at all interesting or relevant, mm. but I want to mention it. Tiffany Haydish got picked up for a DUI <gasps> down in Georgia. Now, normally, I don't really care. Like, what they, like, whatever, shit happens. Yeah. Right. But what's interesting to me about this one is, I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know quite how to articulate my, my thoughts here, but it's kind of like good for you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like when, like they're not reporting it, like it's a big scandal. No, It's just a, and believe me, I am strongly against drunk driving. Mm. Right. And as Marley likes to quickly add or tired driving, tired driving is just as dangerous. Yes. I don't really believe it is, but she does, and she's always quick to tell all of us. Tired driving. Well, maybe she got pulled over for driving under the influence of a hilarious podcast <laughs> called The Pensive Right, podcast. probably. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if Tiffany Haydish listens to our show? She, I no doubt this. Absolutely. Yeah. She's and probably laughing. This hysterically. would be a great time for her to reach out. Podcast at PennCinema.com <laughs> if you're Tiffany Haydish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. Right. <laughs> right. We want one listener note next week. <laughs> Just, sup, boys? I'm looking at you, Tiff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I don't know why that why I felt the need to jot that down, but I just there was something about it that was like I feel like we've moved forward that we can report the fact that somebody famous got a DUI and it's not a big deal, it's not the end of the world, we're not canceling her. It's just, you know, unfortunate. You know, and yeah. she should have called Uber. Like Jesus, like She's in this day and age, yeah. you know, well, first of all, all right, I don't I didn't want to like go down the rabbit hole, but first of all, doesn't she have a driver? I mean, she's yeah, an A-list. She's yeah. an A-list actress, actor. Sometimes you just want to drive yourself. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. I know. I tell my You're driver all man. the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work out enough. I don't need to work out how to get from point right. A to point B. That's right. what you're always saying. Right. All the time. <laughs> if our show was longer. <laughs> if only. If only. If our show was longer, this would be a great time to tell the story about the Pope. Oh. When, when he was visiting in Baltimore, remember yeah. that when he was mm -hmm. there a few years ago? He yeah, was in the paper, right? <laughs> you probably read about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'm not going to tell that joke. All right, but All right. yeah. All right, well, so hit me. You want to hear some sad news? Sure. Yeah, yeah. This is sad and surprising. Spider-Man got dethroned this weekend. After what? Five weeks or four? <sighs> four or five Whatever. weeks. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. A, mo a movie that. I mean, I, I did see it again this weekend, and it was still sold out. Like, insane. When you say saw it again, you mean you saw it twice? Well, this was my, yeah, it was my second time to see it. Okay. I saw it, you know, when we reviewed yeah. it, and yeah, yeah. I, went, I went on Friday to see gotcha. it again. And, uh, it was like, you know, I thought, give it some time to yep. simmer. And yep. it was just, I mean, even better the second time, I think. Mm. Right? But, uh, and it, I can't believe that it lost to Scream this weekend. Yeah, so Scream opened with $35 million, and we're gonna review Scream in a few minutes, yeah. but um, Scream, I think we debated on the show last week, and did I, or did I not? I called it, right? I said Scream is, if it doesn't knock off Spider-Man, it's gonna come awfully close, because I think I reported the ticket sales were through the roof. Yeah, you did say that. Leading yeah, up yeah, to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the enthusiasm was really hot, and so I'm not really surprised. There's a little part of me that's a little bit surprised, but I'm not really that surprised because I think Scream, first of all, it's amazing. And second of all, it's a beloved franchise. So once the word sort of gets out that it's good and, you know, the, the early 
the pre-shows were so well received. I think it just blew up. Keep going. But 35 million, let's try to analyze this. So first of all, part of the news is Spider-Man is still cranking out 30 plus million dollars. It's not like Scream did 35 and Spider-Man did 10. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was close. So, so first of all, Spider-Man still, like you said, still selling out big tickets. And I will say, just so I can admit when I'm sometimes a little bit wrong, oh. in Lidditz, Spider-Man was still the number one movie, mm. Mm, which, okay. which, which that did surprise me. But also, $35 million in a pandemic in the third week of January, or second week of January, I guess it was, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. $35 million, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. So I think, I think 2022, I know that Spider-Man opened in 21, Mm -hmm. but I was just looking ahead to the calendar. And I think the combination of no way home, by the time it gets off screen, it's going to be some Marvel movies. And then it's going to be time for across the Spidey verse. Yeah. And I think that, that's going to be a run for the number one movie. I don't think it's going to be number one, but it's going to be right up there. Mm. So we'll talk, we're going to talk this show. The theme of this show is 2022. Mm. So we're going to get into that. So speaking of Marvel movies and 2022, Black Panther begins uh, shooting again this week. Black and Panther, Wakanda forever. Wakanda yeah. forever. And uh, as we recall, it took a break because uh, Latina Wright had an injury and they were like, it's holidays anyway. We're going to take some time off. She needs to recover. when she. We'll, we'll be back when she's better. We don't know how long it'll take. She like twisted an ankle. Yeah. Similar to Mr. Craig. And then I think she had COVID, and right. then it was like... And then a couple other people had COVID. Yeah. So they're back, and they have a roughly four weeks left of filming. Now, there's some interesting developments here. So one, I don't know. I can't remember how much we've talked about it, but Latita... Wright has had a lot of controversy on this, uh, uh, being extremely anti-vax and and not cool with the precautions with COVID and stuff, very verbal against it, uh, and being kind of a, a problem child for Disney. Mm. So they, there was theories that this was to like write her out or whatever, but clearly not. But the character, I forget his name, who plays M'Baku, this week released that uh, he has received a substantial pay increase with this return because of his, his increased involvement in the franchise. Mm. And so I think uh, Latita Wright was in, was the assumed next Black Panther, but now there's thoughts that perhaps it'll be Baku instead, uh, just because of everything going on and then this report of extra mm. money and stuff. So could you imagine? Time will tell. I think her name's pronounced Leticia. Uh, yeah? I don't know. Leticia? Letitia? 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 I don't know. But my point is, could you imagine being in her position and having, first of all, not to get into it, but mm. I mean, I'm, I'm pro-vax. Right. I'm vaxxed. I'm boosted. I'm on board. I wear a mask downstairs. Like, you know, we're doing what we need to do to keep everybody... We got to look out for each other. Right. Try to stay healthy. Try to stay safe. So first of all, I don't totally get her position in the first place. But second of all, if I had the opportunity, if I was, if I didn't want to get vaccinated, and then I had the opportunity to be the next Black Panther. Period. Yeah. I wouldn't screw it up by messing, messing around, like. How sure of yourself, how arrogant do you have to be to, I don't know, maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe I'm like, oh, she's staying true to her principles. I guess that's that's what she's going to argue. She's going to say, well, my principles are even more important than even in the chance to become the next Black Panther. I think what a lot of what she's been talking about has been more along the lines of everyone's getting conned and it's this big conspiracy and yeah. it's, it's bad for you and and all this stuff Mm. rather rather than just being like, I'm not going to get it. Yeah. What she could have just said, I'm not going to get it. Right. She's been very verbal about why everyone else. Yeah. It's a little bit delicate and I guess I don't really want to get too much into it because I don't know her positioning and I don't know 
her thought process and I don't want to disrespect her principles, but I'm just saying like, that's a heck of a way to lose your future with Disney by, by messing around on set and not complying with your, right. You know, but anyway, so Ryan Coogler is the director Uh and he directed the first Wakanda or I'm sorry, Black Panther and also Creed. So he has the next Black Panther coming out in later this year. And I'm not sure if he's directing Creed 3, but there's a Creed 3 also on the oh, on the calendar nice. for this winter. So he's got his hands full. And uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with the next... No, that's not the next Marvel movie. The next Marvel movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse. Oh, do you have a rundown of the order? I do. Do we want to talk about... I skimmed over real quick. Kugler... I forgot to say one more thing about him. The reason why I mentioned his name is because have we talked on the show before about him and Marvel developing a Disney Plus spinoff set in the fictional country of Wakanda that will feature actress Danae Gurira? We brought it up a couple times. Okay, so yeah. I, I didn't remember that, but that, I think that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. I love her. She She's one of those actresses, every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, I love her. Yeah. And I could never come up with her name. I think yeah, it's a... Del- Dora Milaje based show. What's that mean? That's the name of the, she's the head of the Dora Milaje. Oh, okay. The women fighting force. Gotcha. Well, that, that looks super cool. And I love the fact that Kugler is working on that. Like mm. they'll keep some continuity. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. So, so let's talk about the, the lineup for 2022 and I want to look at it two ways. First, I want to look at it as Marvel, mm-hmm. which I'm including Spider-Man. No Way Home. Okay. Is that fair? I mean, we can call that a Marvel movie, right? Even though Sony released it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's part yeah. of the MCU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have No Way Home, which is currently in theaters. And the next up is Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness in May. Mm-hmm. And then after that is Thorth. <gasps> Thorth. Thorth the Fourth. Thor, Love and Thunder. That's going to be so hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to talk about that one with a straight face. <laughs> I, I, you're just going to say Thorth by accident, aren't you? Right, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All right. too. So we got No Way Home, and then we got Doctor Strange in May, Thorth in July, and then we have, is this a Marvel movie? I, I'm going to include it, even though I know that it's really not, but Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is in October, and then Wakanda Forever is in November. Yeah. Now across the across the multiverse or across the Spider Verse is not an MCU film. Okay. Right. How do we reconcile that? Well, that's just like Morbius. It's a Sony film. I I know I know that it's a Sony film, and I know that it's not like. But what I'm asking is like, so Spider Man No Way Home really dipped into and made moviegoers it it introduced to the mainstream moviegoers this concept of like multiverse right and i understand that well you could say that spider-man uh into the spider-verse introduced them to the multiverse absolutely but what i'm saying is a lot fewer (laughs) dramatically fewer people saw into the spider-verse than saw no way home how dare you? But, right. right. Okay. Like, maybe they should have. <laughs> maybe that's why we're better than they are. Exactly. <laughs> or at least you. Yeah. Okay. But so Into the Spider Verse sort of started that concept, and I agree. Like, yeah, you could say, but I think in terms of mainstream, like, we talked to a friend. We dropped something off at a friend's house last night, and stood on the front porch for like a moment. You know, and in the, you drop the weed off, you're supposed right, to go right. really quickly. Right. So we were standing there for a moment, and it was like one of those like conversations where you're just—I don't want to say small talk, but it's it's like small talk quickly, right? Right. So my friend says to me, "I hated Spider-Man: No Way Home," and I said, "Really?" I said, "You're like one of the first people ever said that to me," and he goes, "Yeah, this whole thing with like the multiverse—I don't get it. I'm not really into it." So my point is, this did you is take your package back. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, my point is, this is not a like a big movie guy. This is a guy that doesn't know the Penn Cinema podcast exists. He doesn't know what a Marvel movie is. He doesn't know the difference between Marvel and DC. He's just a regular old guy. They wanted to go see a movie, and off he went. He saw Spider Man, and 
he wasn't into it. He feels like it's too trippy. So that's an example of like the multiverse is now a mainstream. It's part of the mainstream sort of verbiage. You know, um, it's a thing that even non-moviegoers, like even regular old moviegoers are familiar with it as a concept. Okay. Now, the next time that we hear about the multiverse is going to be in May for Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to want to link it to October for Across the Spider-Verse. How do we reconcile that? That was my question was, how do we reconcile that? We got like into the Spider-Verse and then No Way Home and then Doctor Strange and then Across the Spider-Verse. I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's just a non... The animated film. So while we're talking about that and then let's come back to the Marvel lineup, did you read this article about each world in Spider-Man will have its own unique art style? I didn't because that's what they did with the first movie. Right. Yeah. So they're doing it again in the second one. I would expect no less. You would expect no less. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Thor, Wakanda Forever. What do you make of all this? I think it's amazing, especially when you mix in the shows, the Marvel shows Mm. coming out. We get a trailer for Moon Knight coming out on on, uh, Monday this week. And that's the next one, and apparently it's coming sooner than we thought. Uh, so we have Moon Knight, we have She-Hulk, we have doesn't uh, don't the Mar- doesn't Marvels come out this year too? I don't know, maybe not. But Miss Marvel comes out this year. Um, so then I think it's, I think it's actually Christmas, so it makes sense if Marvels is twenty twenty three. What else comes out this week this year? There's other ones too. There's oh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Right. Yeah. I always forget that one's right. part of the MCU. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of like MCU content coming out. It's like bing, bam, boom, bam, bam. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, bong. Ricochet rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so wait, are we glossing over this? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time we've had four legit Marvel movies in one year? Spider-Man, Wakanda, Doctor Strange, Thor. That's four, right? No, because this year we had Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternal, Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 you're right. This feels... All right, I'm going to stop trying to include Spider-Man No Way Home because we're trying to look forward. Yeah. Wakanda, Thor, and Doctor Strange in the same year feel like three big Marvel movies. Yeah. In, in one year. And frankly, it's less than one year because Doctor Strange is in May and Wakanda's in November. So that's six months. It's crazy. In six months, you have three, what I think, I, I hate to say it because I'm not trying to be disrespectful to like Shang-Chi and stuff like that. But these are like, these are the top tier Marvel characters. Yeah. This is, this is the thing. I think towards the end of the, I don't know, the Infinity Saga. Mm. This is how it was. There were three movies yeah, a year. You're right. You had your spring movie, yep. and just when the buzz was dying on that, your summer blockbuster mm-hmm. was either being talked about or just came out. When that was just dying down, you had your fall film. Yeah. And then there wasn't really anything over Christmas. Yeah. But. Okay, so let's now take that schedule that you just summarized, which is mm-hmm. you know cool to remind me that that's sort of how it was towards the end of the Infinity Saga and overlay some other titles that we're looking ahead to. So we have Doctor Strange in the beginning of May and at the end of May, we have Top Gun. If it holds true. What are you talking about? How many times has Top Gun been pushed back? What are you talking about, Wiz? Tons. You, you, are you going on this show? Are you... Are you telling me, are you telling me, are you trying to tell me that you have some doubt about Top Gun? Are you? I don't have any doubt of its quality. No, no. My doubt is on the release date. I have zero doubt on the release date. Really? I really, I think all these summer movies hold. Well, let's talk about this for a second. Because we're at a, I think an apex here. Critical juncture. Critical juncture. Juncture. Spider-Man has just brought back the industry. Yes. And I know how exciting that is. Yes. Right? And I know when you and I talk, we're like, things are gearing up. And even just coming in here, think people are here. Yep. Whatever. But do you not get the sense 
that everything is shutting down again? No, I do not. You don't. Be honest. I'm I'm being I tell you why I feel that way. Yeah. Scream made thirty five million dollars this weekend. I'm not just saying the film industry, but like when you look outside at the world broader, does it not tickle your like, oh maybe I think that I hear what you okay, let me back up. Because and I think that the release dates will be more affected by that than they will by whether or not people are in the theater right now. I okay. Let me back up. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I get it. I know there's an Omicron spike or, or surge or whatever verb you want to put in there or descriptive right. word. But people are going out to dinner. People are going to the movies. People are getting sick and not dying. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, I mean no disrespect to anyone who's gotten sick because I know it's serious and I know, I mean, I have a friend right now who's quarantining in his bedroom and it sucks and like, yeah, I, I know it's serious and you know, I take it seriously. Yeah. Oh, but, but with that being said, I'm seeing like we go out to dinner. Like I went out, to, I went, I met a friend for lunch on Friday and the place was packed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Scream, which is like, okay, opens up to $35 million. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think people are still going out and I think that the worst of Omicron I think every, I think the winters are getting more and more scary. Yeah. Right. But I'm, we're talking about movies that come out in May, June, July, August. Like summers, I think are going to be like I think it's only going to get better as the, as the weather starts to break. Okay. Now maybe I'm whistling in the dark, which I'm known to do. Maybe I'm just singing my own song, you know. So beautiful. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and that's fine. And if you want to believe that that I'm, you know, fooling myself, that's fine. But I do, I just look at, to me, it's like the art movies. You know how we've said all the time, like art movies, like everybody says they want to see an art movie and then I yeah. book it and nobody comes. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. To me, it's kind of like that. Everybody's talking about COVID. Everybody's talking about Omicron. But Theater 8, which currently has West Side Story playing in it, which has been out, for five or six weeks, right? Theater eight holds 54 seats. Not an especially large, not an especially small theater, but it is what it is. Right. There are currently 43 people in the 1215 show of West Side Story. Oof. I'm just saying, like, like if everybody's as terrified as the media and as, as people want to sort of build it up to, where are we getting these 43 people to see a six week old movie? Right. Okay. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So if, 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 if restaurants are still doing a ton of business and theaters are still doing business, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that everything's normal or we're back to normal or that right. we're fully back. I, I fully recognize that things are off. But what I'm saying is now sitting here in the middle of January, I in a snowstorm, you know, and all this kind of stuff and playoff football on TV. And I got 43 people in the 1215 show of West Side Story. Right. You look ahead to the end of May and I see a full house for Top Gun. Okay. Now. You heard it. Okay. Rant over. Yeah. Let me argue the other side of that. Yeah. And look <laughs> at what Universal has been doing. Well, I, I'm not even going to get into that, but the flip side of that. Yeah. Is, is not streaming. I'm not even going to go down that road. That's not my, I'm not worried about that. I'm not upset, like whatever. You know, we discussed Disney's poor decision regarding their management of turning red, right. all this kind of stuff. But the, the specific film that we're talking about now, Top Gun, that's from Paramount, right? Mm -hmm. Paramount doesn't have a lot. You know what I mean? Like Disney has a lot of resources and Disney plus and a lot of big budget movies and they can not that they're willing to, or they're, they're excited to, or they're able to, or whatever, but they are, they are able to take a little bit of a loss. So they, they will probably be more tolerant of, you know, a, we're going to make 110 million instead of 130 million on this, right, right, on right, this right, Marvel right. movie. The Top Gun studio, 
I think they're in a really similar position to the studio that put out James Bond. Like that's why No Time to Die get getting pushed because United Artists releasing that was their only like that was the one bullet they had, you know. And so Top Gun is a huge product for Paramount. And if if somebody what I could see happening with Top Gun, which is currently slated for May twenty seventh, which is Memorial Day weekend, what I could see happening with Top Gun is that it gets moved to July. Right. You know, if they if they say, well, if Omicron is still a thing and, and the numbers are still a little bit off, if they start to get scared in February, March, I could see them announcing. So normally tickets would go on sale for a May 20 for a Memorial Day weekend opening in a normal world. You would put tickets on sale in the middle of April. That window has been shortening. So let's say tickets would go on sale beginning of May. I wouldn't be surprised if you wake up sometime in April, if things haven't gotten better and they announce, oh, well, we're going to release Top Gun in July. Right. You know what I was thinking? Are you sorry you asked? No, I think it was great. (laughs) Is the No Time to Die poster downstairs, the banner, (laughs) the longest running advertisement piece in Penn Cinema history? Without question. Now, here's here's the thing. How do we memorialize that? Oh, my God. Like there, I was just thinking there's no room in the hallways to put it like in a frame. You know what we do? We hang it in the lobby high. Like I'm, I'm pointing to the second. You know how the, yeah. it's a two-story lobby? Two-story plus? Yeah. We, we hang it in the lobby but up high where it never. And then maybe we get a sign made. <laughs> longest running banner. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's a plaque that says. Yeah ran from such and such as legitimate at peace. Yeah. Such and such, such and such. And by the way, just so we're clear, No Time to Die is still in release and it's coming to IMAX this weekend. That's crazy. So we're going on 17 weeks. It's now the longest running movie of Penn Cinema's history. Wow. And it's getting re-released to IMAX this weekend. When I say this weekend, I'm talking the week of January 21st. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Way to go then. So anyway, so we were talking about 2022. You put us off on some kind of tangent right. about release date sticking. So right. we have Doctor Strange in May. That goes to Top Gun uh, May 27th. And just like two weeks later, Jurassic World. Three. Three weeks later, Jurassic World. No, on, through Jurassic World 3. Oh, Jurassic World 3. Yep. And then um, Mission in, or, and then we have Thorth. Mm. And then I, we also have Minions in there, but I'm, I'm not trying to confuse. So... Early July, we have Minions and then Thor. Uh, but Minions, you know, that's going to be a huge, successful oh, yeah. kids movie, but that's not really what I'm sort of driving at here. So we get um, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, Thor, Jurassic World 3, and then do, do we put MI7 as, or is that's just me being emotional? What? Like including it as a tent pole. That You oh, think that's yeah, going to no, be a no, top MI7's 10? MI7 is going to be. It's yeah. huge, right? Yeah, uh, Mission Impossible is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so Mission Impossible 7 and then Creed 3, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, Wakanda Forever, which I think is a contender for biggest movie of the year. I think Wakanda Forever is a major contender for the number one movie of the year. Really? Wakanda Forever, Top Gun, and on December 16th, Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> Avatar 2. Avatar 2. Avatar 2 is clearly the front runner for number one movie, right? Or wrong? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are we really, is it time? Are we talking about Avatar? All right. All right. Go downstairs and ask any of those kids anything about Avatar and You've I guarantee probably not even seen it. you're getting blank stares. Yeah. But, I, but this, they probably know more about Avatar The Last Airbender than Avatar the movie. I think you talked to them about Avatar, they're going to think of like some video game. They're going to think you're referring to like your Avatar in a video game. Like mm. your, your Avatar. Um, but does the hype machine, I mean that's a Fox title so now it's a Disney title. Right. So does that mean, does, I mean, Disney knows a thing or two about hype, about cranking up the machine. So they have 12 months, they have 11 months from now to, mm. today's, today's January 16th. It's exactly 11 months from now to Avatar 2. 11 months. I just, I, I mean, come on. What? I just don't see anyone getting excited for this. <gasps> 
I, I they're gonna have to push so hard. I beg to differ. And they're gonna have to push so hard. Do you remember that when Avatar came out? Now listen, I'm not Avatar's number one fan. I liked it. I recently rewatched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's all um, whatever. But can I just remind you that when it came out, it was the highest grossing film of all time. Right. Because of what it was doing with film and not because of the movie itself. I'm not a hundred percent percent percent. I'm prescient, but not a hundred percent. Percent. Yes. Go on. <laughs> Please elaborate. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I share that opinion because I remember the point that you're making, which is that it was groundbreaking and the 3D was different and it was IMAX and IMAX was still coming on. Yeah. You know, it was it was a big new sort of stake in the ground for the IMAX business of of showing feature films. But with all that being said, I don't believe that audiences come out in those numbers for a breakthrough in cinematography. I don't I I think you're underestimating how big of a breakthrough it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, in just 11 short months, we will find out. We will find out. And I think that, okay, all right. So let me ask the question the other way. If you're saying that you're not sure that Avatar is the number one movie in 2022, which I think it is, and I think Black Panther 2 is the number two movie, and when I said that earlier, you looked at me askew. It could be. All right. Yeah. So in your mind having not buying into either of my choices, mm. what do you see as the number one movie of 2022? <laughs> I know what you're going to say across the spider verse. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the number one because it's animated, but if, I mean, we already know it's going to be the best movie of the year. Yeah, clearly, clearly. I would argue that Thor love and thunder would be the best Marvel film. No, I'm, I'm not asking best. I'm asking number one box office, number one box office. Ugh. Top Gun? Top, Top Gun. Top Gun is going to be huge. Top Gun. Memorial Day I would weekend. Say Top Gun. I'm not going to say, I mean, Jurassic World's going to pull people in, but I think Top Gun's going to pull more people in. Okay. So. Because you got two, you got a bunch of different audiences. Yeah, you do. Top Gun. Yep. Yeah, you yeah. do. It, you, got, you got, it's going to appeal to young. It's going to appeal to people who like uh, military stuff. Yep. It's going to be the older fans. Yep. Yeah. I think Top Gun is, yeah, dangerous for the number one movie. I'll go with Top Gun. you go with Top Gun. Um, what about, uh, there's another one. Um, oh, I think Jurassic World 3 is a front runner. I don't know about, you know, if it weren't for the fact that Jurassic Park, Jurassic World 3 is going to have legacy characters. It I is. Would, I would write it off, but it's yeah. got the original yeah. three yeah. In it. And that's the part of it that makes me like, ah, man, this could be huge. Yeah. But I think if it didn't have them, I don't think it would be. Because the second one wasn't. All right, gun to my head, I'm going to say Black Panther 2's number one, Top Gun's number two, Avatar's number three. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I want to change my vote. I want to change my vote. Top Gun's number one. D number one, Venom 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think Top Gun's number one. I Here's the thing with Avatar. It's, I'm not saying that it's going to be a bad movie. I'm not going at it like... No, that's uh, not the yeah. question. That's not my question. I just question. don't understand how... I, like, I don't talk... You don't hear anyone hype for this movie. Every time they bring up this movie, like in any type of media, like... One of the reactions is always like, they're making more of those? Really? Okay. My top three is, and I'm, I'm going to pin you down. I want your top three. My top three, and I'm talking box office. I'm not talking best. Okay. My top three box office for 2022 is Top Gun, Wakanda Forever, Avatar. Yeah. Top Gun, Wakanda Forever, and Jurassic Thor. World. Jurassic World. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Podcast at Penn Cinema, if you have an opinion about 2022. Yeah. And we'll wrap up today's news segment. Gosh, we're still in the news. <laughs> we're still in the news, folks. <laughs> God bless you. When we sat down at this table, right. we had like nothing. Right. Right? 
And we were like, what are we going to do with our time? Right. Right. Never underestimate Pan and I's ability to talk about nothing <laughs> for way longer than it needs to be. <laughs> this, I, this I disagree, though. I disagree, though. Yeah. We talked about 2022. That's it's it's timely. You can't have a podcast in the middle of January of 2022 and not look ahead. Yeah. Like we didn't necessarily look at the calendar and say, okay, second week of January, we need to talk about 2022. But I think 2022 shapes up. All right, my last comment on 2022. Yeah. I think 2022 shapes up to be a historic year. I think it'd be one of the biggest years in the history of the box office. Because people are coming back, you think? Well, this, these titles. Uh, because we we just talked about the top three or four or five, and but we didn't even mention Minions, Mission Impossible, Creed Three. You know, all I mean, there's just a massive titles. So many, yeah. I mean, the only thing that keeps twenty two from being historic is a weak first quarter. Well, you know what is definitely going to make twenty twenty two historic. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I give up, David. What? Well, it brings us right to our trailer segment. We talk about this week's one and only trailer, and thus the trailer of the week, Last Looks, starring Mel Gibson and other people. <laughs> that's what that would be. This movie would be better if the trailer. If that's how they listed the cast, <laughs> Mel Gibson and other people, and. All right, just for our listeners, we have already discussed, so we're not going to rehash. Yeah. We've already discussed the question of how in God's name is Mel Gibson still getting work? So we're not going to digress. Right. right. Somebody can go find that episode where we discussed how screwed up it is that he's still getting work in Hollywood. But, but here he is. Uh, here he is. So, more you know, whether, whether, whatever your opinion is on that, the right. fact is there's a movie coming out called Last Looks starring a bunch of other people and apparently in a, a little bit of a small role, but big enough that he's well-featured throughout the entire trailer, um, Mel Gibson. What did you think of this trailer or, or the movie or both? I felt like when this started off, I was like, is this a college production? <laughs> is it just like, you know, when you see those really indie trailers that we've seen a million yeah, times yeah. and they feel like, audio and the and the footage that you're watching don't feel like they're in the same space yeah that's how it was yeah and i'm like what's going on and then i recognize the the girl uh whatever her name is from firefly like oh yeah it's her and then i don't know this just didn't seem like it was real to me (laughs) Like, I was like, is this a joke? It's like a dream. Yeah. I was like, is this whole thing a joke? And then I was like, it doesn't look horrible. Do we know when it comes out? We don't Uh, even know when it comes out. I don't think, here's, here's what I thought about it. Yeah. I felt as though it looked like a shitty little movie. Yeah. And yet somehow the trailer felt compelling and I did laugh out loud a few times. Like I felt like, I felt like the trailer did a good job. And again, I'm not trying to say this is some kind of great movie. And it, like I said, it kind of looks, you know, whatever, but I did, I have to admit that I did laugh out loud and I probably would go see this movie. I think the best part of the trailer was Mel Gibson and the detective guy. Yeah. He, Mel Gibson's trying to fight him. He's like, oh, I'm a pacifist. I don't want to fight you. And Mel Gibson's being really aggressive. And he just knocks Mel Gibson over. And Mel Gibson's like, you had enough? Right. <laughs> Even though he's the one on the ground. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was our trailer of the week. And this week, the movie that we reviewed was Scream. Was this the ninth, the fifth, the sixth? Eighth, this was the eighth or ninth. Um, Scream. Starring Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah? What'd you think? Um, I thought it was definitely what you would expect when you saw a Scream movie. Um, I liked it better than The Matrix. Did you like it better than you thought you would? Because that's my review. My review is like you—you you said it's definitely what you expected. My—I was my, disappointed. My experience is it was better than I expected. I expected it to be a little bit higher brow than it was. Mm. Um, 
I felt like I was watching a multiverse. Yes. Like how they were. That's my problem. Yeah. I felt like it was like Endgame, but I didn't know what was going on. There was a lot of references that probably went over yeah. our heads. And what was really racking my brain the whole time was how meta the movie was and that in this universe, the movie we're watching takes place in a world where the events of the other movies are real, but also fictionalized as movies. And the fictionalized version of those events are the movies that we have seen in the past, starring the real life actors that played those real people. But then when you see the people who are supposed to be the real people, they're still played by the real life actors that played them in the fake movies within this movie. And that was just, my brain was like- it's too when much. She, when she pulled up the IMDB, and then it was like, these are people that are also in this movie. Like, right. like, I was like, what is <laughs> going, like that, my brain just couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I feel like you and I had the exact same experience except opposite. Because like when your head exploded and you were yeah. like, oh, this is not like when my head exploded, I just I was getting off on it. I thought it was <laughs> like I was having so much fun. I thought it was hilarious. I thought, it, yeah, I mean, we always love a self-aware movie. Yeah. But this this redefines self-aware like this was like part of the plot was the awareness and all that stuff that you described, which you hit the nail on the head. When my head was exploding, I just felt so satisfied. Like I just loved that. I thought that was very creative and I thought it was smart. I think in retrospect, I like this movie more than I'm giving it credit for. There was a part of me that just kind of got, that gets bored with slasher films that like their predictability, but this movie was also making fun of their predictability. Right. And yet part of it, it was making fun of the predictability, but you know how the movie franchise scary movie yeah. is like, um, what do you call it a, with a parody? a parody, right? This was not a parody. This, no. this film was scary in its own rights. Like for example, in the beginning of the movie, it was like one moment after another where the, the, the certain character like opened the refrigerator door and you knew when she was going to shut it, there's going to be a bad guy. Then she shut it and nothing happened. Nothing was there. Yeah. And then she opened the cabinet door and you knew that when she shut this door, there was going to be a bad guy. Then she shut it and there was nothing. Like it was just like time and time again, it did that and it, it built on its own and had its own scares right. while also providing a hilarious and, and I thought insightful commentary on the whole genre of horror movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought it was brilliant. My favorite two parts of the movie. Okay. What part in the trailer where, where he's like, I'll be right back. And they're like, ah, he's, uh, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, that was funny. But the part that I laughed out loud, like in a theater full of like people that were not laughing. Oh. And then you had me going, <laughs> was when the girl who's perfectly normal girl, not normal, but I mean, perfectly yeah. like dressed normal, right. no craziness or whatever. Right. Uh, just touches a flame and the entire upper half of her body is instantly on fire. Right. And I just was like, what? Right. <laughs> and, then, and then the fire is just out. Right. Like she burned for an appropriate enough time to kill her, quote unquote. And that was it. The yeah. house didn't burn down. Right. No one else was concerned. And then two scenes later, she's not just alive and walking around, but her burns are, are enough to be have swell, swelled up like, two inches right. in that 30, 40 seconds yeah. of time. I just, that just cracked me up. It didn't crack me up, but I was so happy that she didn't die so we could have one more surprise kill. Yeah. Gotta put it, gotta shoot him yeah. in the head because they yeah. can always come back. Yeah. And then she's, of course. My, the only, and this is like irrelevant. Like, I love this movie. If you have any interest in seeing this movie, come see it. Okay. The only part that bothered me just a smidge is the killer with the ghost face. Yeah. He fights all these fights. Like, couldn't you rule out all the girls? Well, that's, that was the other thing. I was like the most at the, after we were talking about it afterwards, like, remember the part when the really short girl right. was tall enough to, to string up the fully grown man. Right. And it was like, what? Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, not only like, yeah. 
I mean, the, the, one of the plot it was it was very much her because the other killer was in the scene as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That and that that I I could have left that alone, except for the fact that the main plot point of this whole movie was like who done it, Identi- right. identifying who Ghostface is. And you you sort of knew there was going to be two killers because they mentioned that you know in the stab franchise and blah blah blah. Um, so you sort of knew there were two, and whatever. I'm picking now. I'm like being picky, but that that did bother me. Like it, it did it did rub me the wrong way. I'm like, ugh, you know, because they're looking at these women who are like, I have no idea, but let's say they're five foot six, five foot five, you know, and the and the killer, the girl who's a killer is shorter than them, right? By like. Of substantial amount. Right. And all the scenes where people are getting attacked by Ghostface, it's the, the person, whoever he or she is, is like six feet tall and beating the shit out of everybody uh, who yeah. comes near him and getting shot and stabbed, you know, and surviving all that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie way more than I thought. I, I sort of had a, had it. I was looking forward to seeing it. So I shouldn't say that I enjoyed it way more than I thought because I was looking forward to seeing it. Um, but I felt 100% satisfied. Like I was thoroughly amused and entertained. Um, I did not leave the auditorium once. Wow. Yeah. I was struggling to stay awake and then the knife went through the one kid's neck real slow. And I was like, well, that's in my eyes now. And I am fully awake. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you appreciate, like here's another detail that I really appreciated. The shower scene this mm. time with a boy in the shower yeah. right and then in flashing to a whole nother part of the movie where the guy's trying to you know dissect you know figure out what's going on and, and he says haven't you ever seen um psycho yeah and then they flash forward to the boy in the shower but the camera angles on the shower like precisely the you know like a total homage to alfred hitchcock like they did a really good job of like building it up to what you assumed was going to happen right and like the person still died but it wasn't the way it was not the way you thought and i also thought they did a great job of respecting the horror genre and giving nods to all kinds of you know people we also talk about how ghostface is a very apparent visible person and still attacks people in broad daylight <laughs> right on the street like <laughs> right yeah and but nobody catches in that. the middle of a party like you know, nobody yeah in a hospital <laughs> well they got the their own private floor i mean uh, i will say that they did set well, up that one detail floor when he, when he attacked right. no you're the, right in the you're right break room Okay, Anyways. so best movie ever made, right? Best movie ever made. Yeah, best movie yeah. ever made. Go see it. Scream. Um, next week we have two movies, King's Daughter or Redeeming Love, neither of which are really on my radar. King's Daughter's the uh, mermaid one, right? Yeah, should we just see that? Here's what I'm thinking. Oh. It's oh. still going on next week. Do we see Belle? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, Belle. Which is a perfect segue yeah. to listeners' notes, questions, and answers. If you want to be a part of the show, mm-hmm. what if I said that and we accidentally wrapped up the show right then and there? If you want to be a part of the show. <laughs> Take care. Party off. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a show, podcast at pencinema.com. We if just, you want to be a show? <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> if you want to be a show. Right. If you want to be a show. <laughs> if you're tired of being a person and you want to be a show, <laughs> podcast at pencinema.com. We'll make it happen. We know the spell. <laughs> We don't like to brag about that, yeah. but you we should have met the Pencil of a Podcast when it was still in person. Right. <laughs> oh my God. That's gold. All right. So uh, we just recorded last week's episode about five minutes ago. So uh, we only got, we didn't get much uh, news, but we did from our old pal, Frodo. Mm. Now, Frodo is not known for her brevity. No. <laughs> No. She had some amazing things to say. Yeah, though. and I'm not going to share all of them, but I'm going to summarize because I feel like she would want us to. Yeah. We open a movie, an anime movie called Bell. Right, which we're going to review next week. Which we're going to review next week and is doing like pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's not doing great, but it's doing fine. And so here's what uh, Frodo has to say about it. Okay, okay, okay. So now that it is theatrically released in North America, I want to wrap up my continued commentary in a neat little bow with an emphatic, please, 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 people, 
please go and watch this movie, double exclamation point. Yeah. I love how she goes on to tell us a, a great deal. We're not going to read all of it. Great deal about this movie. And then at the end, she's like, if it wasn't clear enough, she says, what I'm saying is <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, but she does go on uh, to spell it right to her. This is her perfect movie. Yeah. That's and, saying a lot. And how it encompasses so much and um, the way that it, it you know, theme and story and how they mix 2D and 3D, um, how it just really connected with her. So Yeah, and the studio behind this, which is called G-Kids, is, I mean, we've been getting email from them all weekend. They are really excited about how this movie's doing, and there's going to be a lot of continued support for it uh, moving forward. So you'll have plenty of opportunity to see this. So, yeah. So thanks for letting us know about that. And the movie's called Bell. And um, it's a modernization of Beauty and the Beast. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. What have you been watching, doing, reading, seeing, living outside of this crazy theater world? Well, much like yourself, mm. I'm a big sports ball fan. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, sports what? Sports who? Right. Is that what's going on today? Yeah. Yeah. Because here's what happened. <laughs> Normally we have like a soft like two thirty like whatever yeah like we'll see what happens. Yeah. Last night I get this, David. I miss you. I can't sweetie. wait to see you, sweetie. I think I started yeah, with sweetie pie, <laughs> McGee. <laughs> sweetie pie McGee. Sweetie pie McGee. How early can I see you tomorrow? Right. I can't wait until two thirty in the afternoon. Can we do one o'clock? Right. And I'm like, sure, no sure. problem, honey bunches, folks. <laughs> And so then this morning, getting ready, I'm, I'm running on time. Yeah. You know, slightly early. Yeah, even. no, that's pretty normal. You know, and I get an hour and a half before me time. Hey, yo, what's up, girl? <laughs> you up? You up? Because I'm ready to record. No pressure. No rush. You, you no rush. I mean, if you're here already waiting in the parking lot, maybe, right, right. like, just come on in. And I had to reply, I'm merely running on time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to which I replied, perfect. Perfect. Right. And I got here. He was sitting in this chair. <laughs> like Let's go. Shaking. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's not at all what happened. Mm. And whatever. <laughs> but it is the playoffs. Ah. And last week, last night, I know it was a little bit hard for you that's but, why I was encouraging. That's yeah. why I wanted you to come in and record You didn't think sooner. I was hyped the Bengals won? Well. Oh, you didn't think I knew <laughs> what was going on, did you? You didn't think, little old demon, he don't know about the sports balls. He didn't know the Bengals won. Guess what? I knew the Bengals won. Ladies and gentlemen, you have never seen David Malden more proud of anything in his life. He just jumped out of his chair to tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, after the Bengals won, <laughs> the Ketchum family rallied around the television to watch our beloved New England Patriots. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't follow the sports ball, let me just summarize it. The Bills, based out of Buffalo, they won 47 to 17. <laughs> and as I said to my friend this morning, the final score was 47 to 17 but it wasn't that close. <laughs> like it, it really easily could have been like 75 to nothing. Wow. Yeah. It was awful. Wow. But anyway, so I'm excited for more sports ball this afternoon. Uh, but also I've been dipping in back into shameless, one oh, of my favorite yeah. shows. And Amy and I are super excited for the new season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which drops in February. So we have been, uh, we started resuming. Now we've both rewatched, all of it a number of times, but we're back at it. Get ready. Love that show. Wow. Are, you, are you hip to Mrs. Maisel? You like that? You've told me several times and I just have not taken the, the dip. I will say like everything about it is great, but if I had to tell you one compelling reason why you should watch it, yeah. it's a beautiful looking, like aesthetically, the colors, the costumes, like it is a, you could watch the show on mute and appreciate it. Here. I want to watch the show. I just don't know why I never, when I'm sitting thinking, oh, what am 
going to do. I just don't think of it. It's on Amazon Prime. Right. And if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't think of it because I don't surf on Amazon. The only time I'm on Amazon is when there's a show that I specifically want to right. go watch. And to, I love The Expanse. And I'm having the same trouble. And I think it's because it's on Amazon. I keep forgetting that it's the yeah. new season's out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, me, uh, I did a couple things this week. First, I've been watching the book of Boba Fett, which... <sighs> David, why can't I get into that? It's because it's just not great. It's not great. How much of it have you watched? Like, I started the first episode and got bored and distracted and flipped back to sports ball. Yeah, it's just... You'd think it would be good, but it's just not holding up. I'm forcing myself through. Uh, then, some, you know, sometimes an ad will get you. Yeah. Right? I had Netflix on, and the starting ad was, remember Braveheart? It was a guy who just came in and said, remember Braveheart? Are you being serious? That's what he's, that's, no, that was. but that's kind of uh, yeah. how it was. That's it how was it like, felt. Yeah. That's how it hit. Remember Braveheart was pretty cool? It was amazing. I bet you didn't remember these things happened in Braveheart. Right. You're right, I don't. You should probably watch it. You must be a friend of my dad's. You must be, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was like, yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Let's watch Braveheart. And I, Braveheart <laughs> is amazing. And then about an hour and a half into the movie, I was like, this movie's so good. I can't believe it. Wait a minute. There's another hour and a half. Mm. Yeah, I, got <laughs> <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> but it was so good. The hour and a half I watched. Yeah, you loved yeah. it. Now, here's the big thing I've been wanting to talk to you about. Okay. Last week, we talked about a movie that won Movie of the Year at the Globes. Mm. Uh, an award ceremony that means nothing. It doesn't count for anything. And what was the movie called? Power of the Dog. Oh. And I watched it. And the acting in it is fantastic. Uh, but this movie... I, here's the thing. I don't know if I can recommend, unless you like a Western and a slow burn... I don't know if I can be like, watch this movie. But I will say, at the end of the movie, it surprised me in a way where I was like, that was worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting what happened to happen. Okay. And it took me off guard. And yeah. I'm going to say two things about that. Yeah. Okay, first of all, thank you. I'm going to I'm going to go watch it. Thanks for putting that on my radar. Yeah. Sounds good. It's Netflix original. Two things about that. Yeah. Have you ever found have you ever gotten to a point in your life where you've observed where you sort of suddenly realize that your taste in something has changed over time? Oh, sure. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a period right now where like I am not into slow burn movies. Mm. Right. I used to that used to be my jam. Like you tell me it's a slow burn, ah, oh, I'm like First one in line. Yeah. Can't wait. Now I'm kind of like, I want shit to move. You know what I mean? Like I want plot to for, you know, develop and characters to develop and I want shit to happen. Would you say that you like to move it, move it? I, yes. You like to move it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <All> right. <laughs> exactly. Madagascar. Absolutely. <laughs> Love that movie. And the second thing, and I say this with total sincerity, not like on my usual obnoxious soapbox, yeah. but like... The movie that you just described, like I cannot, like I cannot picture myself sitting in my living room tolerating a slow burn. Right. I can picture myself in a movie theater, loving a movie that is engaging and slow. It was very surprising during the whole thing that it wasn't a theatrical release. Yeah. It wasn't a Netflix dual. Yeah. Release. The acting is fabulous. It must have been released somewhere. I forgot. Oh, I guess it could it could get a Globe for TV. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. All right. Well, we're... next week we're going to be watching Bell. Mm. If you want to write us in and let us know about you know any of your predictions of 2022 or mm -hmm. or whatever, best way to do that is podcast at pensima.com. Indeed, you know it's the best way to get in touch with us. Yeah. Now, if you want to support the show, mm. Pen, what's the number one way people can do that? Well, what a lot of people are doing lately with the big anime movies being everywhere. Oh, yeah, you know, huge. Yeah, all you need is like a box of like tissue paper. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> different colored tissue papers, right? And have you ever made homemade stained glass? I haven't. Yeah, well, you, you can with differently colored tissue papers. Wow. So what a lot of people are doing to sort of get on the bandwagon of anime movies is they're using tissue papers to make homemade stained glass windows that spell out, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. 
And then what they're doing is they're putting those out, you know, in their front window on the sidewalk so all the passers-by can not only see it and in, enjoy it and appreciate the fine art, but also the subtle message. Yeah. You know. Right. It, that's marketing. It is. It is. And it definitely tied back into anime somehow. Right. So totally <laughs> was worth the fact that you mentioned anime at the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the same style. People, it's Japanese uh, art. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. They're, they're making All it right. in that style. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. got you now. All right. Did you ever, you never made stained glass with tissue paper? Apparently not. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah. Uh, I do it all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time, and so should you. Yeah, that's what you do during your your sports ball. Right, that's yeah. absolutely right. We set up tables in the house. We have craft and arts and crafts time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, if you don't have the time for arts and crafts, or you could just tell a friend. Just tell a friend. Yeah. Right. What so. if you don't have a friend? Tell us. Right. Because you do have friends. And. We'll find them. <laughs> well, you know what? What happens to a lot of people is they have friends, and then their friends become a show. <laughs> you have to deal with people on the show, right? Right. right? And now they're on the show, dealing with the show, because that's you know, and it's a whole twisted uh, kind spells, of thing, man, right? Magic. Yeah. So, well, one other thing that's really magical is I'm David Bolton for the Pensino <laughs> Podcast, and I'm Ben Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. <laughs>